This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is a ghost story. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the wet and wonderful Justin Waddell. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for describing me. Yeah, well, it's perfect. We're here uh, doing another episode for you like-minded folks. We've been paying a lot of attention to what you guys have been begging for, and uh, your, your prayers have been answered. It's the movie Microscope. It's a show where we we cauterize the edges of a wound and go inside and uh, look for movies. <laughs> we sort of zoom in and see what makes or breaks. Um, so if we were talking about breeders, we wouldn't talk about the scene where a wet a wet sex act happens uh, uh, within earshot of some drier sex. <laughs> We'd be talking about the the little moments, uh, the moments that make it movie special. <laughs> so today we're talking about a ghost story, uh, a movie everybody saw. Let's <laughs> um, back it up a little bit to Breeders. Okay, I don't know that movie. You don't? Uh-uh. It was all I remember is there was it was gross. It was gross. There's a lot of naked women in it, and yeah. it was it was like core eighties, eighties. Yeah, gross. A lot of because Fangoria did a thing on it. Yeah, and I remember the women were buxom and covered in slime. And did you since when Fangoria would highlight a movie, would you make a point to see it? Absolutely. Yeah, that's I was what such a sucker. And it was like that was kind of your first. Uh, uh, it was like an advertisement for a film coming out because you, you no had, they did an article on it. Yeah, but but it was like you didn't know about it before you saw the article, you know that kind of thing. Right. It was like that right. brought it into your world. Most of the time, Fangoria steered you wrong. I mean, yeah. they because obviously you had to report on horror, so the it was sort of slim pickings. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, granted there was a lot of horror, but not enough for a magazine to sustain. Right, uh, and they did a good job of championing absolute ape shits. You know, like uh, just yeah. the worst movies. Just the worst, Every yeah. once in a while, they would get you know a Raimi or a Carpenter or something like that. But that no, but they would write these in depth articles on movies that yeah. were dreadful. Yeah, yeah like Cellar Dweller was one that they devoted a lot of ink to. Yeah, John Carl Buechler's Dog Shape, Castle Freak, they went nuts. Yeah, I mean yeah. My Demon Lover. You know, lots of stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what was the one at the Slime Bowlerama? Yeah, Sorority Babes. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, of course. Is that Linnea Quigley? Possibly, I think yeah. so. Yeah. I saw that that they used to show that on TV. Every once in a while, I would I would watch a little bit of it. I don't think I've ever saw the whole, 
I've ever seen the whole thing. And it, unfortunately, because the name Chaz Ballin meant something to me, which is just he was he wrote an article for that magazine. Oh, okay. Um, but ghost stories would have would probably feature in the pages of Fangoria, a little esoterically maybe. The original ghost, the no, Peter Straub one. This version. One. No, this I know, but you, oh, that one was definitely in there because Dick Mil- Dick Smith, man. So whenever you brought up the to me that we were seeing this, yeah. I just texted me we we're going to watch a ghost story. Is this called a ghost story? Yeah. I thought you meant the Craig Wasson. <laughs> the Dick Twirl. The Dick Twirl, the one that you and I uh, we were talk. both haunted by, <laughs> yeah, uh, from our childhoods, but. Uh, Peter Straub and Alice Creed, right? Wasn't she in that too? Well, Peter Straub didn't. Uh, Peter Straub wrote it, though. Yeah. He wrote and the it, book. It had a bunch of old actors like John Houseman and yeah, Fred Astaire is Melvin it. Douglas. Yeah, Fred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it's but Craig Wasson, yeah, who uh, had a had a very like like burst of success in the eighties. Worked brief. with Palma. Yeah, very brief. Yeah, but he was a he was a. I think uh, he, he should have worn movies. briefs. Maybe yeah. his career would have lasted longer. Went full frontal for I can't ghost believe story. We, I can't believe how many. Oh my god, folks! I mean, obviously on the old show we used to talk about this quite a bit, but that scene—it's amazing. We watched it over and over and over. It's a dream sequence where he falls from a building, if I remember right. Yeah, skyscraper. Uh, back, back first. So he's yeah. And he's the camera, the camera showing him uh, his full body and his uh, he's exposed and his dick is. Shriveled dick is spinning in the wind. He's he he's dreaming himself, plummeting plummeting to his death naked. Yeah, as the day was born. And you got to wonder that was an effect shot. So was there was somebody was there a string? Was do there you wind? not remember how much an effect shot oh, yeah. it is? Pretty it bad. looks yeah, it looks bad. like it was filmed on the set of Superman. Yeah, you know, except there's nothing super. Yeah. Hey, that ties us right to this. There's a falling from a skyscraper moment. There is in actually. This film. Yeah. You're right. Do you think this is a little bit of a that was a little Inspired? bit of a tribute? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is your first time seeing it. I've been wanting you to see it for a long time. Um, yeah, and I know how much you like pie, so I was like, let's let's do it. Um, this movie really moved you. I think it did. You, you really like it. It, I really do. And you've seen it a bunch of times. I've seen it twice now. I own it because of you, but I've never seen it before tonight. Yeah, this is only my second time watching it. It's not the kind of movie you watch a lot. Oh, I thought you've seen it more than uh-uh. once. No, nope, just once. So what? You saw it in the theater? I did. That there was a day, and this was funny. There was three screenings one day, and I actually went and saw all three of them. I don't remember what the other two films were, but this was one of them. And I was dreading seeing it. And I was dreading it more about 30 minutes into it. I was like, I made a horrible decision. Yeah. Uh, and then something happened, and it clicked for me, and, yeah, I love it. So, It's a David Lowery film. Who? What's he? What else has he he's, done? He's done Ain't Them Bodied Saint, Body Saints. He did The Old Man and the, the Gun, and he did uh, the Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon, mm-hmm. and he's doing something now that sounds pretty cool. Uh, is he? Oh, he's doing the, um, the Green Knight? Is that him? Yeah, yeah. Is that him? yeah. I just think he's one of the most interesting filmmakers there is. I mean, is that him? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that I, looks good. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, he's pretentious, but he's also really—he's uh, got some. He, he goes out there. He does some interesting shit. Well, so he reunited his cast from Ain't Them Body Saints for this, and I think they—they—they they, they said they shot this production in secret off the funds that he made from Pete's Dragon. But did it need to be a secret? Were people? Like, I think kind of. I think. Well, I mean, I love the fact that the marketing for the film did not feature anything of the latter half of the movie because I think the latter half of the movie kind of does 
take it to a different level. I think they do show from the trailer. I remember they do show the ghost atop that skyscraper. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of what made me want to see it because I was like, "Well, this is unexpected." Yeah. I thought it was just going to be about a fleck and a fleck and a sheet watching Rooney Mara, which is what it's about a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, so set up the movie. Talk about what the so the premise of the story is: uh, Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara are a couple. They live, play C and M respectively. Uh, I they, read that they live in a small house, mm-hmm. and uh, they you know they're they're a young couple that has some problems and all that. He's a musician. She's a careerist who's been stifled, I think. And she wants to move. Yeah. She wants to get out of town. And he is slaughtered in a car accident. <laughs> he doesn't want to leave the house. Yeah. Um, and then he uh, leaves the earth. Yeah. Well, he doesn't, though. Well. He leaves the... His his living body that's better is, way to put is a it. dead thing. Yeah. He gets in a car accident right <laughs> that was what it's, that's what That's how he pitched it to the actors. Yeah. He's like, hey, Casey, your living body is a dead thing. <laughs> Signed. <laughs> so yeah, he he uh, gets in a car crash right outside of uh, his home, and, and he does, and he perishes. He dies forever, yeah. and uh, instead of going to the light, he just he he goes home. And uh, yeah, so so what hap- what happens is yeah, he dies uh, <laughs> fairly early on, the, early on the movie. He gets smashed away. He gets visited. His dead body yeah. gets visited by one Rooney Mara in the morgue. Yeah, she. Uh, Takes a moment, leaves. Yeah, covers his little his, his whole his, entire bone carriage. Covers him up with a sheet, and then uh, he eventually gets up. And for the rest the rest of the movie, he's covered in the sheet, much like I don't know how. how I guess like uh, what Charlie Brown. He kind of looks like Charlie Brown in the in the Halloween special. Yeah, remember that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the movie's about uh, grief, and it's about. A lot of uh, deep shit and pretentious shit. He gets fucking wounded with his little crackly voice. He's got a little crackle. He does. It's like a reedy voice. Yeah. No, Rooney. <laughs> his his voice is 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 very odd. But I guess I don't know. I think I, here's the thing about Casey Affleck. I think he's a great actor. Oscar winner. Yes, he's he. But he's he was super. He was so good in Jesse James. Yep. He was so good in Manchester. So good in Ocean's movies. But also apparently kind of an ass. Well, I mean, he he had some issues, but I I think he's a good actor. Great actor, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think better than his bro. Yeah, but. Who you have a soft spot for. I, I have a soft spot for him, but I'm not going to argue that he's a better actor, that Ben's a better actor. I mean, And he's great in Gone Baby Gone, too. We forgot about that one. He um, is. He, he, um, is there a third Affleck? Yeah. Who? Pentel. <laughs> Drink whiskey when you're trying to talk. What have I seen him in? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So let me get, let me get to my notes here because I took I took some notes here. I took a lot. You did? Oh yeah, good bit. So here's one thing that kind of before he dies, there's a lot of um, kind of intimate moments between. 
uh, Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. And this, yeah. You know, not like, but they're, you know, they're very cuddly. Yeah. Like on a couch and then in bed. And they, he's sleeping on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of, let me just get personal. Okay. Are you, do you sleep on No, you don't wife? sleep on, you don't sleep on people. Yeah. It gets hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I've cuddled certainly and fallen asleep. Um, more so when I was a child, but I mean, you know, when in bed, you know, but you don't know. I mean, how many, I mean, you don't get to eavesdrop on a lot of sleepers. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm speaking from personal experience. Um, I'm looking at the iPad in bed sometimes reading obviously. And then, and then kind of curling up into a fetal position. Yeah. And like crying yourself to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I wear myself out and by the time I get to bed, I'm a, um, yeah, but you don't fall. Asleep I'm not in the on, mood to sleep on a person. You don't fall asleep on your wife. I don't. I don't fall asleep on anybody. I mean, I don't fall mm-hmm. asleep on my my fucking kids. Yeah, I don't fall asleep on strangers, the postman. Because uh, Casey's really falling asleep on her. Like he is holding her to, apart. He's using her like a body pillow. Yeah, and she's fine with it. Yeah, but she's also an actor. I yeah. wonder if in real life she was like, you know, hey, could you sleep a little less on me in these shots? You know. He really went. I think he uh, he just saw that Rolling Stone cover at Lennon and thought that's just how it's done. But, and this is based, uh, David Lowry based this on his relationship with his wife. And I'm wondering, is that how Lowry, Lowry sleeps? Maybe. I guess did anybody ask him in the interviews for this? No. No. But that's that's probably not what they were hoping people would just like focus on when they made the movie. It's hard not to. There's a lot of shots like of him. Yeah, he, he. I mean, they're they're intertwined. Yeah, but it's tasteful, you know. It's you know, it's a little arty. It's arty, yeah. And then that he part. dies, and he dies, mm-hmm. and then we never see him cuddle again. So, <laughs> so let me first say this: I think that that sheet is amazing. It's amazing how much like emotion and performance there is with the sheet. Mm-hmm. There was um according to the trivia there was there was a he was wearing petticoats under there really hoops to kind of give it volume yeah I'm not a joke I uh, read this oh mm-hmm. hoops there's like some hoops in there mm-hmm. I'm not joking <laughs> okay I'm, I'm still baffled uh-huh. it could be real and I could still be baffled yeah yeah he had an Xbox <laughs> under there <laughs> he had a, a system uh, a snacks. Uh huh. Because he couldn't take the once you put the sheet out on in the morning, yeah, they didn't build a zipper into it. It was like a he had to get there early. It was like a three hour application process yeah. to put that sheet on. And yeah, so they they hung combos and and Twizzlers, beef jerky, and uh, um, Casey's a vegetarian. Uh huh. By the end of the shoot, he couldn't help it. And he, he was he's tucking into the beef jerky. Tucking in. Yeah, he yeah. was. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know? Do, do you know this? That was that was his sheet. I didn't know that. Yeah, he brought his own sheet. Yeah, and he took it home too, right? Still has it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It also had a shit shoot, so he was able to <laughs> drop shits out of it. He did. There were three holes in that costume. <laughs> the eye holes. Yeah, and yeah. the shit holes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But he uh, he pulled it out. Um, I love that costume though. I really think it is nice. But yeah. he dies, and he comes back, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. he hangs out at the house and watches Rooney grieve. Yes, which is a 
And the movie is very deliberately paced, especially in the first half, mm-hmm. where it's just lingering shots and lingering shots. So he's on that slab in the medical, you know, in the, in the coroner's office for quite some time before he rises. And there's quite a few scenes like that. And yeah. I can see how some people might get irritated right. out the gate. Because we live in a world where everything's fast-paced. We, we live in a world where, you know, we don't have time to watch no fucking ghosts. Mm-mm. But It's a meditative movie. It is meditative. Yeah. yeah. Like when he's shitting. He's shitting out of that hole. But, and, then, and then he's... So and when he goes to see... When he goes back home and Rooney is getting on with her life, sort of, and she's, you know, grieving, um, time is skipping. Yeah, it's... Well, I love the way they do that too. Yeah. It's beautiful. So he's not just he's watching. He'll he'll watch it like her eat that pie, for example, which we'll talk about. But then <clears throat> the next thing you know, she is coming out of the door, yeah. another side of the room, or yeah, very elegant over, and over again. Like the way that the time moves mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah, I like that. And the use of light in those scenes is really cool. There's a lot of warmth followed by cold and all that. Like they do a really job, nice job of doing that. Uh-huh. I mean, there's a lot of actual kind of virtuosity happening in the scenes of this movie that. I don't think a lot of people notice. You're unex- you, it was unexpected to you. It was yeah. because it, you know it's shot in that f- it's in the, the framing. It's a full screen aspect ratio, so it looks like you're watching an eight millimeter film. Well, they movie. shot this movie in hide screen. <laughs> okay, let's try to make a ghost joke. <laughs> um, and it's grainy for you know it's got a little bit of, of like softness to it, like an old Polaroid or something. Yeah, and he still manages to sneak a lot of pretty in there. He does. And talk about the pie. Let's talk about that because that was a scene that annoyed a lot of people. Or it was a bit, that's the scene. If you talk about this film, people bring that up as either a great scene or why do we have to watch her eat a pie for four minutes or mm-hmm. something? You know. Um, and then Rooney Mara, like I was reading the trivia. All, all this I did all this research on the IMDb. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she had never eaten a pie before. That's not a joke. I could, you could kind of tell. Uh-huh. She's really getting in there. There's a ferocious, um, you know, forking of that yeah. pie. But I, I like that scene. It's, it makes really, sense to me. Well, and, and she's, you know, she's breaking down and she's grief yeah, eating. She, and yeah. She's angry and she's also probably hungry. And, you know, it's just, I thought that was quite affecting. She's uh, great. She's, I, mean, she's I mean, she's a great actress. I think it paid off because she got nom- nom- nominated. <laughs> I... I really like her and stuff, and she doesn't seem to be in a lot of stuff. <clears throat> She's in plenty. I think she won the battle of the of the Maras, though. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Mara Jade from the Star Wars. She got to race from Cannon. Oh, <laughs> talking about Kate. Oh, oh okay. man. I'm sorry. Um, Do you think this is better than Shooter? I mean, similar, but you know, put them on the scales. You know what I'm saying? Let's weigh it out. Yeah. Which one's better? I think this. Okay. Okay. Um, trivia about that pie. Chicken pot. <laughs> she did chicken pot. <laughs> First of all, she's a she's like a vegan. Yeah. So at least she's leaving the chicken out. Oh. I think they said it was like a vegan chocolate, some kind of chocolate pie. It looked chocolate. It looked like a chocolate pie. You know they sh- they should have cast vegan Mortensen. <laughs> they should. What if you were? Let's say let's. Put yourself in the shoes of Rooney Mara in that scene. Is that later in the show? But okay, yeah. And uh, they said, Nick, hey, Lowry, Lowry wrote this, you know, 10 minute long scene where you have to 
throw down on a real pie and really eat it. Yeah. But what you know, you can have any flavor of pie that you want. So what would you choose? Pumpkin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that your favorite? Yeah. <sighs> if you're serious, it's pumpkin. If you're not serious, it's I happen to do CG pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> what about you? I mean, I don't know. Like, that's the thing is, like, I like chocolate pie, too. I think chocolate pie is pretty good. I think you'd go for something bizarre. Something super bizarre. Why don't you mute that? I didn't know I had it. Um, <clears throat> Are you kidding? That was just Craig Nelson replying, I can't wait. Your explanation on how Paul Ben Victor was formed on the Corrupter podcast was great. So we just got a notification on Twitter while we're recording the show. Or is that on Insta? No, it's on Twitter. Nice. Um, what's um, a, you'd go for something weird. You go for like like, what's a, what, like, like a rhubarb. Exactly. Exactly. I, I haven't had much luck with rhubarb pie. Yeah. Here's I like custard pie. All right. A coconut pie. I would eat. Oh yeah. yeah. We should eat a pie. We should. Yeah. Like what? Like a food pie. Like we should get one and eat it. What are some? What if this are, is a video podcast. We'd be eating a pie the whole time. <laughs> As a tribute to the movie. Yeah. I'd get a frozen Sara Lee cheesecake, though, and eat that. Hmm. That sounds like a cheat. That's not what happens in this. What do you think about the music in this thing? I liked it. That was great. You own the soundtrack? No. I mean, I do, because I'm on Apple Music, so I own everything. Mm-hmm. You know, renting everything. <clears throat> yeah, there's a song in this that's kind of the, the centerpiece, because Casey Affleck plays a musician who is um, writing uh, strange music. All day long, it seems. Let me, let me give you some news. Better at driving. <laughs> but you like the song, I think. No, I don't makes. like You don't song. like it? I don't like that kind of music People kind of liked it. Like this song. It's called, um, what is it called? I looked it up. Goddamn, I'm a ghost. <laughs> yeah, he, he wrote, it's, it's called, I have it, I have it up. Um, Population? called i get overwhelmed yeah by and it's by a by a a band but it's just a dude called dark room okay yeah i hate that kind of music really oh i hate it sounds a little like uh justin vernon i don't know what that means what's that guy he he does uh i can't remember it just has that whiny uh, like like stripped down coldplay thing to me no like the pussified like, oh, come like on. that, like like, <sighs> yeah, little sad man, hate it. Um, I don't need no falsettos in my day. Um, oh Bon Bon Iver. Oh bon, my God, get it away from bon me. Bonavere or whatever. Get away from me. That's the that's Justin Vernon's uh, moniker or whatever band. Um, it kind of sounds like that. I like the song. I th- I, I thought it was maybe Casey singing it. It's, I don't they, think it is. They do a good job of ghosting it. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like something you'd hear in a commercial, though. So. There's a ghost neighbor in this. I love it. You know who it was played by? Yeah. Who? John Stamos. <laughs> no? No. Who was it? The director. Really? Apparently. That's adorable. He has a cute sheet, too, a little pattern mm-hmm. sheet. Yeah. He does. That That ghost has a... So there's a neighbor, and they, they communicate seemingly telepathically or yeah. spiritually, and they have little subtitles because they wave to each other. Mm-hmm. Very cute. And That's where the movie kind of earned a, a new life with me, when, because it had it had exhausted the really deliberately paced 
introspective stuff a little bit by then. And then by introducing that, it started to blow up the concept a little bit. Yeah, and you like that. You like the you like a movie where they'll subtitle ghosts. <laughs> I mean, Is that right? That's a, that's a fair mm-hmm. estimate. And it all I like I like it when uh I mean it's one of the f- very few playful ish things in the that's the only thing that's kind of lighthearted in the Yeah, whole but movie. then it gets sad real quick cuz that ghost says he's waiting for somebody to come back and Casey Affleck's ghost says who and that ghost says I can't remember. Yeah, which tells you he's been waiting a long ass time. Yeah, and finally, spoiler: later on, that ghost gives up, gives up the ghost. It does, uh, but not in a good way. Like that one, he probably went to hell. He's probably rotting in hell now. Mm-hmm. But what's cool is there is that thread of love and and uh, determination that that embodies Casey's ghost. Mm-hmm. That is what, what has him endure some extremely interesting passages of time but Rooney leaves I mean we have to say that Rooney leaves eventually she uh she throws up and leaves she just threw up that pie oh she did throw up the pie and then she she had she threw up that guy oh she has a yeah at one point somebody brings her home and kisses her and they get a little frisky and uh uh Casey's ghost uh goes um mad gets mad and actually he's mad later because Remember, he knocks something off the shelf, and then it's daytime. And oh, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he does it does react Well, they, they cut out the scene where that guy is seriously blowing her. And Casey's just standing there watching, like, shaking his head, going, fuck this. And he but looks it, over to the window, and the other ghost says, is he, she getting blown over there? Another ghost. <laughs> Deleted scenes. Let me ask you this. You think the... Yeah, under that sheet, you think the act the he's press, naked. He's the, naked. the pressure's off acting wise. I don't think so. You don't think so? Yeah. You think he's really giving it his all under? There? I think it's it's amazing. It's, he's a great leading man mm-hmm. in that sheet. You think so? Yeah. I think he's probably taking timeouts. Are we talking about Birth of a Nation still? <laughs> oh, uh, he he. I think he's great in that. Movie. I think I, he's. I think uh, David Lowry is like. I need you to be angry in this scene, and he's like, okay. Uh, okay he's like yeah let's do six mm-hmm. takes and i'll be angry because yeah, yeah. you take forever <laughs> i'm just saying that maybe maybe that was his easiest acting gig in his life you have to worry about emoting too much. although at the end of the shoot they gave lowry a gift yeah they taught him the word cut <laughs> <laughs> they said it looked like so there's a scene this other family moves in rooney moves out yeah, and then a, a, Other fa- a Latin family moves in. Mm-hmm. The two kids and a, and a single mom, it looks like. And, um, you know, Casey's... By the way, of, that little boy is adorable. Yeah, both the kids are adorable. I mean, the, he's super hot. Didn't realize it was a contest. He, but, just, uh, he looks he's like a perfect little guy. He looks like the perfect little man. It's so, like Martin Prado from the uh, Marlins, a little bit. <laughs> exactly what I thought. A deep cut. He, uh, and Casey, as this other family's in, uh, moving about, and he's he's observing them... He kind of finds out that he can um, interact with objects. Yeah. And so he starts to uh, get riled up and he, at one point starts throwing. Th- he does the traditional ghost thing. Right. Lifts up some, some objects and shatters some dishes. And then the family moves out. Yeah. They don't it, like that. His mid-career is as a haunter. Like he goes through a phase. He goes through his haunting phase. Yeah. But can I go back a little bit? Um, you can. You know. Uh, there's That's even- what he does. I made it. We made it. He goes back a lot of bit. Yeah. Well, we'll get there too. But 
So there's the scene where Casey, di- Casey dies. Mm-hmm. He's in a car accident. Yeah. And there's like all this smoke drifting in front of the house, and it reminded me of Evil Dead. I thought yeah. it just reminded me of And then very shortly after, he knocks a book off the shelf, and A Farewell to Arms is on the ground. Is that an Evil Dead reference? Mm-hmm. Lowry? Loves him from Raimi? Did you got to to zoom in. Let's just say we zoomed in, and yeah, he was... He's influenced by two movies in this. Really? Evil Dead 2. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And Garden State. Because he puts the... <laughs> headphones. Headphones yeah. on Rooney. Casey does. And makes her listen to a song. Yeah. Man, you killed it. And then they show her shins. They do show her feet a lot. Oh, there's a lot of feet. Tons of feet. Mm-hmm. Wiki um, feet. I think it would be kind of awesome if he was he was still a musician, but he was in black death metal. <laughs> and so he she puts the thing on her ear. And it's like, <laughs> she's like, all right, whatever, Casey. Uh, what would be great if, if the ghost, he tried to continue his being a musician as a ghost and strap like a bass on over that sheet. Yeah. 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 Do you think Lowry, how do you think he's directing uh, Casey? No, way. no, no, no. Can you imagine that dude behind some turntables? Yeah, I can. Anyway, what I was saying, when he's throwing those dishes at that scene, it looks like his sheet's getting caught in the... Did you notice that? No. So he's he's going, but he's throwing these, going into a cupboard and getting dishes and throwing them. Yeah, I was there. There's a couple of times it looks like his sheet gets caught in there. It's a big zoom. It's a super goof. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I like Lara's I, like we'll just cook we'll just cut around it. I like his entry level haunting when he's in the closet <clears throat> tinkering with the kids' imagination, mm-hmm. and then it goes hardcore. But I think it's more because he's frustrated. I don't think he's trying to terrify a, a, a nuclear family. They're not quite nuclear, right? I mean, they are. Well, yeah. There's a one mom and two kids. Yeah, you don't know what she's got in the other room. I think the dad's hanging. Oh yeah, there's somebody that she's <clears throat> maybe yeah hammering, but the um. That's a that's a great scene, and that kind of that's where he starts to really move the time at a different pace. Well, do you think you, you talked about that scene when he is hitting books, yeah. off the shelf, and yeah. Farewell to Arms hits, yeah, I think a Virginia Woolf book hits. There's also a Huck Finn, I think, uh-huh. or that's on the bookshelf. Um, uh, Love in the Time of Cholera is also that's right. There. That yeah. was that hit the ground. Yeah. Do, think, brought him. do you think he? Was select like he got selective with the, what he was hitting off the shelf? Oh, I'm sure. What do you think he left up there? Oh, I mean, we know what. Yeah, you, you saw you saw the shelf. Yeah, yeah, I did. But what do you think he left up there that he didn't knock down? Like yeah, MS DOS, MS DOS for dummies was up there. <laughs> I was gonna say Prince Caspian. <laughs> I was gonna say. For some reason, I was going to say Andromeda Strain by Crichton, but that's actually kind of a good book. Yeah. I think he knocked that one down. Probably. Yeah. He's knocking down classics. Yeah. He's getting maybe a little nervous about, you know, maybe someone will think he wasn't well-read. See, there's a cha- What if one of those bitches called like a paranormal investigator? Yeah. That would fuck him out. Yeah? Yeah, because he'd be... He'd be his ruse would be up, you know. He'd be he he'd be fucking ghosted, man. Well, they the 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 investigator would be like, I see these books. It's funny these books are on the ground, but the ectoplasm's really all over like this Maxim magazine. That's what he's been tearing up. <laughs> he's 
he has not touched these books other than you know. Yeah, and then she, the, the investigator, goes in a corner and laments the fact that Maxim has toned down the TNA in recent years. Yeah, is that still around? I don't know. There's no way. But let's talk about let's talk about his uh, his dream, his fucking vision quest. Okay. Yes. He needs to get in that wall. Yeah. So because Rooney Mara's character. She, at the beginning of the film, she talks about how when she was a kid, she used to hide notes where she lived. And she would hide notes when she left the place or when she lived there. And then... Um, Glad you caught that. I didn't catch it the first time I saw it. Yeah. And for, for, you know, for, I don't know, for other people to discover, but certainly just so she could leave a part of herself where she once was, I guess. Yeah. And so when she leaves the house later after, you know, Casey is a sheet... Um, she sticks a, a note in the wall and paints over it. Right. And so that ghost is worrying at that wall for the rest of yeah, that's, the movie, trying to get that note out. His obsession is real. And time passes pretty hardcore. To the, and then if these, uh, the house gets taken over by a bunch of partygoers, which is kind of the big, the other big scene in the movie that people talk about. Because it's a little pretentious. Yeah, and it's a, it's a party... Um, uh, I've never seen a party like this, by the way. It's a house people, party. People are dancing and smooching, yeah. and then some Kesha's giant overalls there. is ruining it. Kesha is, uh, they wanted to use her music, and then she showed up, and she's an extra, apparently. Really? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so that there's, in the kitchen, there's a group of men and women talking, and one, Will Oldham, the actor Will Oldham and the musician Will Oldham, has a very long dialogue scene. Yeah. It's the longest in the movie, where he talks about... <sighs> the pointlessness i yeah. guess of existence yeah for a long time for a very long time in and, overalls and at a party yeah yeah he's killing um the buzz oh he's sperm drying but he um he's got these he's got his fingernails are painted silly hmm. he's got weird earrings he's got a weird shaped head mm-hmm. well he's bald he's got a weird shaped head and he's got overalls on it's a weird juxtaposition of good musician by the way what is what is, why He's like he did like the Palace Brothers, Palace Music. I can't. He's been in a bunch of bands. I always kind of liked his music, but he's also an actor. Like he worked with Sales. Remember we talked about yeah. that. He was in this movie called uh, Old Joy. Okay. Came out like ten years ago or more. The yeah. fact that you recognized him and knew him immediately made me super sad. Why? Because look at that guy. I super zoomed. Yeah, he did. Hated him. You you did you hate his his? Uh... It reminded me of like what the Wachowski brothers t- sometimes do, is they have to throw in a little bit of philosophy in the middle of the works. Well, the reason that he uh, this is so important to Lowry is that's why he did this movie. Right. He read an article that kind of were, was talking about the same thing, the pointlessness of, yeah. of I guess the universe or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get it. Yeah. I feel it, man. I mean, we yeah, just, we just did the corruptor. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was thinking like I, I that exact conversation. I had not seen this movie, but it popped into my head when you were watching the corrupt. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, when uh, Chow Yun Fat was listening to that peanut, I was like, "This will all end in ash someday." Yeah, yeah. But the movie becomes my favorite after that because after that scene, he's digging away at that wall and yeah. he's about to get it out. His little note. Yeah, he's got his uh, he's got a sheet on it. Yeah, his he's sheet got, hand. Yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then a goddamn bulldozer ruins the world, and that no. place is torn off. And he sits there amongst the wreckage, 
Like, what the fuck? He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand. And he's also risking forgetting. Like, that's the big thing is how does he not, how does he remember? How does he remember Rooney? Because that's what he's got to do. He's got to cling to that memory or he's going to be a piece of shit. Right. And we see the other ghost p- disappear at that moment. And then it gets fucking nuts. The movie gets nuts. Yeah, we, the ghost disappears. The ghost, he, it, the sheet, he collapses. The ghost disappears, but the sheet remains. Remember, the sheet drops or yeah. something. That's how you know the ghost, like, quote unquote, died or something or moved on. Yeah, he moved out. Um, yeah, he said, I guess they're not coming back, and he leaves. Yeah. And, uh, or she. That ghost is a goddamn quitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Casey yeah. is a fucking stout ghost because he's he hangs off. Yeah. He's like a barnacle. Yeah, he, he just clings. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And so... Clings to that space. Time begins to take a different shape, and we move into the future, and we get to see that area becomes a high-rise, and he gets to watch that come together, and then... It's it like developed. Yeah. yeah. And then next thing you know, it's the fucking future. Blade Runner's out there. Yeah, he's like in a major, like, metropolitan city. He's, like, standing on a building, like, that used to, I guess, be his house. Yeah. And there's an office in there, like, a bunch of... Uh, People are having a useless meeting. He's the mailman. Like, they... Wait. He's walking around delivering mail. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's no. That didn't happen. And they uh gets the four oh one K. Oh. Yeah. No, but yeah. he he's he's certainly walking around that office building and he's haunting. He actually the is building. he he does get it. He's their bookkeeper. <laughs> but So then he goes on out on the balcony or Okay, but the roof. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, you it's, love it. I love it. Yeah, you because know, all of a sudden he's in the secret future mm-hmm. and he's 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 a ghost, and you could see he's giving up as well. Well, he just doesn't know what to do anymore. He jumps off the damn building. It's beautiful. Yeah, he does. He, he plummets to the past. He plummets to the pioneer days. Yeah, the funny thing is is we kind of find out why the town they live They don't really talk about it in the movie, but I read the IMDb trivia. The town they live on. Yeah. It's called Dead Girl. <laughs> it's the name of the city. And then we find out why. Because it goes dark. <laughs> so he... Uh... He plummets to the past. I don't know what happens. He goes back to the before, you know, back to the 1800s. To the before, that's what it's called. Yeah, like the little ho- he goes back to the little house in the prairie. It looks uh, like. Yeah. Uh this family um it ends differently. This fa- this family uh and uh, you know, this dad is out there, this this man is out there, you know, staking the ground, yeah. claiming some property. He brings his family there. They're they're living life. He's like we're going to build a home here and we're going to Live a, to a ripe old age. And the little girl buries a note under a rock. Yeah. And then what happens? <laughs> you hear Indian. You hear Indian ch- chants and chimes uh-huh. and shit. And then we see the that the entire family has been slaughtered. And then we get to see time lapse of the girl disintegrating, which... Is astounding. Made me love the movie so much more. Yeah, you giggled like, at that. I, I giggle because it's just so brutal. Yeah, it's so it's so. Br- I mean, mm-hmm. oh my god. I mean, we get to see the girl with arrows sticking out of her back. All right, thank you, David Lowry. We get it. She lost sticking out of her front. Even shot her in the heart. I think. Well, I'm gonna zoom in. Here's right. the thing. Okay. Here's where we get uh, back in the 1800s. Whenever this is, back in the wagon covered days, we finally hear. Casey, underneath that sheet, utter his one line. What is it? I think I'm haunting wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I haunted. I haunted. I time traveled instead of haunting. Yeah, haunted. What? Yeah. Well, he also haunted for thousands. Uh, he he haunted for a long ass time. Yeah. 
and uh, he's good at it. He's I think it, well, he's definitely patient. You must mm-hmm. give him that. And I I I tell you, he's patient. He is patient, and. Yeah. What they accomplish with his little head turns. His little head turns make me so happy. Yeah, and his little eye it's holes adorable. too. Adorable. Very cute too. Because he he he's always he's always a little slow on the uptake too. That little ghost, some shit's happening, and it takes a while for him to turn his head to really pay attention because he's moving at a different time because he's dead. He's a part of uh, you know the spirit mm-hmm. world. Adorable head turns, and I think Casey Affleck nails that. Yeah, he's the, one of the best. He's one yeah, of, he's one of the best at that. Yeah. Never wore a sheet before, by the way. Really? It's the first time. Hmm. Rooney never ate a pie before he, this? Yeah. Affleck never. Not only did he never wear a sheet. Yeah. He didn't have a sheet on his bed. Are you kidding? Never. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And after this movie, he swore him off. So he never, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He yeah. never had him before. Never again. Mm-hmm. All right. He had a breakdown in the linen section at Target. <laughs> he did. Okay. Well, he wet himself. <laughs> and Oldham, he there's something that he never did before. What? Not be annoying. It's Will Oldham to you. Oh, what I call him? You call him Oldham. Yeah. And then we get to the old reboot. Oh, wait. I want to go back and super zoom. Okay. I skipped something in my notes. All right. The kids the, of the Latino family that moves in. Yeah. The kid's doing is like some art project on the, like the coffee table, and he has his nightlight out. It's like this turtle nightlight. Yeah, yeah. And so what it is is like this little cute, kind of fuzzy turtle, and then the hard shell back. Yeah. With little pin pricks in the back, and the light comes out of it's the shell. Pennywise. I have that nightlight. My kids have it, and I love it. And they, for my for Christmas, they bought me one. So you have one now. I have. A, I light up a turtle every night when I go to sleep. Is that slang for? It's something? like for little kids. It's like. A I, j- you light up a, is that what you call it? Light up a turtle? <laughs> do you really? I do. And it, it, it either, it can cycle through, it's red, green, and blue lights. It can mm-hmm. cycle, or you can just put one of those other, one of those colors on. I don't know why people would put red on. I keep you, it green or blue, typically. You know what that? I rotate it a lot of times. Yeah. That turtle, though, that light, mm-hmm. works the best if you're on top of somebody sleeping. <laughs> I was astounded that he was doing an art project. Um, and it was daytime, and he has nightlight out there. So that means makes me think that not only is that his nightlight, but it's his buddy. It's like his. By the way, you want to talk dragging about, it around? If you want to talk about who the biggest badass in this film is, mm-hmm. it's that mom. Yeah, a ghost just shits all over her kitchen. Yeah, throws dishes in front of her. Shits and her kids. everywhere, mm-hmm. breaks earth right in front of her. Lifts her drink out of her fucking fist. Mm-hmm. She's calmly putting that the pieces in a box yeah. in the middle of the room. She didn't scream. Didn't scream. Mm-mm. And, you know, she was like, you want to fuck with me? I'm raising two kids. You yeah. can come fuck with me. And she just, ghosts don't phase her for shit. She probably got more in the house than she, she paid for. Yeah. I'm kinda, sc- I, I was... This story, is, this story is also about being a single mom. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom it in. Yeah. And then the Indians come and she gets... <laughs> All right, he, so yeah, well, but no, so and the funny thing is, for some reason, in my memory, they re- he, I thought he rebooted like two or three times through history, but it's only once. Well, that we know of. Yeah, it seems like he's been there. I mean, yeah, the first time through. We Actually, were. he's obvi- he's obviously been there more than once. Yeah, because at the beginning of the film, the piano dings. Yeah, we find out that he did it. 
Right. So there's there's some twisty time stuff going on here. David Lauer, you're smart. A madman. Yeah, you're smart and bald. <laughs> um and then yeah, we we the, so, I, yeah. I think the ending of the film is absolutely sublime. Yeah. Perfect. Love I love it. He's at Arby's. Haunted at Arby's. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. No, but he, uh, so what? That's why he was influenced by Arby's of Darkness. So you see this, what I thought when I was watching it, you see him, you know, this other, so you see, you know, you see Rooney and Casey move in. The ghost is there watching them move in, watching this, his life play out before him. And I thought he would interfere. I thought maybe he would. You know, save Casey this time. Save or, himself. Or lay on top of the, all of them. Yeah, but he doesn't. And then at at some point, there's another ghost, this, another version of his ghost that he is spectating. Yep. So there's two ghosts in there. Yep. It's getting crowded. Yeah. So the thing I kind of like, and it, I mean, I, I know that Lowry is super pretentious, so I'm sure he thought all this through. But I like the idea of like that his, how much of himself he retains. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You just know that he has these little tasks that he has to do. Right. But I kind of like... I think there's. It's one of those kind of films that's kind of fun to play around in, in his head a little bit. I wonder if it's just about getting that note. If that's all he's driven by, or mm-hmm. if he's driven by Rooney, or if he's driven by. Um, that's not really a brown wall. It, it'll turn into one, right? We could hope. Hmm. A little teaser. Yeah. A little, a little, I was gas wall. A little tester. Yeah. We we might blow out. Um. I just I, I kind of I think it's neat the the mythology that he's built here is really intriguing. To well, me. I think it's interesting too that Will Oldham has this whole like you know this that speech is very fatalistic and it's very uh, it never ends and it's talking about how things will end permanently yeah. and nothing matters. But he's wrong. There's a little and, optimism here. Well, here it, here his, this this cycle just replays and replays and replays. So. I you know I don't know what that means necessarily, but it's it's certainly kind of against I think what that maybe maybe actually it's in tune with that speech I don't know but it seems like it you must have not been paying attention why because right after that they whip panda the girl and she goes look at this yeah and she's covered in arrows <laughs> but uh um you know it's there's certainly I don't know it's a very sad movie too you know I guess uh, in a lot of ways but I I was expecting it to be a movie about grief and it. It is. It is, and it is about love. Yeah, but it, it's not all about that. It's it, there's other things happening in it yeah. that it, it was unexpected. I thought it was just really going to be about a a ghost just watching, um, you know, her move on. I don't hate the you whole that movie. Much. I don't hate you that much. I wasn't going to put you through something <laughs> like that. I thought he was going to be like watching her raise kids with some new guy. Oh my god! Yeah, like, like in the corner, going, man, this isn't. Yeah, or either that or just like totally creeping. You know, like standing, just waiting by the shower, wanting to see some bush. <laughs> just like headed back to the morgue. You know, I should never left. Yeah, man, I should have just gone to the light. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, the light wasn't there long. Mm-hmm. That was bullshit. That light had no attention span. Yeah, there, there's something that uh, a light opened up in the wall, and he stood in front of it and didn't. He didn't go to the light. Right. He didn't pass through. Yeah, yeah. Somebody should do a supercut of this where he walks to the light. And it's gone, baby, gone. And he's all of a sudden, he's, you know. We walk to the light, and it's like, you know. Uh-huh. It's like a pu- fucking beautiful, like, Chuck E. Cheese or something. <laughs> you didn't say Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> beautiful is implied. Now I want to see a Chuck E. Cheese with all those ghosts standing in it. <laughs> That's what I, where would you, if you came back as a ghost and you, you is woke up. Is that the end of the podcast? Is that? 
What? No, this is a different question. Okay. So if you came back as a ghost, where would you head? Where would you go first? I'd go, I'd be fucking nature times. What do you mean? I'd be looking at creatures. I'd be out wandering. I'd try, I'd, can ghosts swim? Can ghosts drown? Uh, can ghosts breathe? Because if it's true, I'm going to the bottom of the sea and I'm going to discover. I'm just going to be down there lurking, watching incandescent fish. You're going to be haunting the bottom of the ocean. I'm not haunting. I, I, they're not going to be fucking pissed at me. You think they? You think? A, you think a fish ever saw a ghost before? That's a <laughs> good sc- question. Scare the shit out of an anglerfish down there. Nah, so I, I would be in the bottom of the deepest parts of the sea. Would you? In, yeah, that's where I'd be hanging ass. Yeah. Hmm. Or or, you know, or at like Pizza Hut. One of the two. What about you? I'd probably go to Dick Blix or something. <laughs> That's an inside. I don't think that Dick Blix is outside of Georgia, is it? Is it not? Yeah. I think they just call it Blix uh, now. Uh, yeah. For those who aren't familiar, it's a gay bar. <laughs> it's a uh, art supplies, store. yeah. You, you ever spent much time there? I spent a lot of money there, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I love Dick Blix. I do. Yeah. So buy all those like those um those really good markers. Those oh really yeah, good, yeah, like Prisma colors and shit like that. Whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen a ghost there. Mm-mm. Although you'd have to be sort of. A, I mean, I guess when you die, it strips away some of your carnal needs. Does it? Because if you otherwise, I can't imagine the the shit ghosts would get up to. I mean, you know, spanking it to the fucking shower. You know, going around like. You know, fucking watching like guys in the deli, just ripping ass and touching dick. <laughs> Do you think ghosts? That's the thing. Do you think ghosts? Because there's they have a lot of. I mean, this is a bad question, but they have a lot of. It's like a, like an ethereal. Is it ethereal, ethereal quality? Yeah. Ethereal quality. Mm-hmm. Do you think they fart? Like, do you think that that's a thing? That's a big think question. Ghosts. Yeah. Do you think ghosts? Um, well, there, you know, there's a, a if you read like such the a, Indi- it's such a not funny thing. To but ask. if you look like if you think about like um, think they poot supernatural <laughs> supernatural <laughs> literature, there's something called a ghast. Yeah, that's the ones that fart, not ghosts, but ghasts. So when I was a kid, when I was in middle school, I used to draw comics. My friend and I, yeah. and I used to draw like comic strips, and like to make Robert a, Klein and stuff like that, to make them laugh. And uh, you know, I just did it all the time in this. The, our, a neighboring uh, girl that we went to school with tried to get into action. Mm-hmm. And so she wrote a comic strip and it was of fucking... just a character that farted. That was the comic strip. And it was a girl doing this. At the end of the comic, it was a, it just said this char- from the, uh, the the rear area of the cartoon character just said the word poot. And we had never heard it like that, like yeah. fart. Yeah. And we were horrified. Like it would horrified us yeah. that first of all that someone would you know, we had like a secret language going on here, yeah. and then someone would cheapen it with the word "poot." Do you know what became of her? Are you Facebook friends? I don't remember who it is. Hey, if you're listening, if you're one of our listeners, poot drawer, please speak out. Can you imagine if you guys got reunited by this? I can't believe somebody remembered that At poot drawer fifty four on Twitter. Now she does it in oil. I think she regrets it. Yeah. And that did not go over well. I still mm-hmm. regret it 40 years later. You, you say that, but the High Museum is doing an acrylic <laughs> fart art thing right now. Um, 
I mean, you're avoiding the question, and so am I, but do you think it goes for it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the sheet kind of ruffles quick and little there's and there's little speckles like a little 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 brown well now i'm serious ghost fart shit i don't need any of this <laughs> can you imagine david lowry knowing that we did this would be ripping his moleskins up <laughs> quitting the biz did you what do you think if if they if Larry did say Casey I need to hear some boo noises I need to hear some ghost noises from you and he had to do it with his little Casey Affleck Boston accented reedy voice he probably had a phony little app on there to make sounds yeah he took a little light appear up under the thing all right you can roll film now you see him sync up his little iPod I can't I can't do impersonations but like you think that Larry's pacing back and forth? He's listening in case he's trying to approximate a terrifying boo sound. He can't. He's pulling his unhair out. <laughs> um, I was I, after the movie ended. I was saying, let's watch the blooper reel. Yeah, I thought that would be amazing if they had a blooper reel on this thing. Because I mean, it's you know that there had to be some interesting logistical issues that came up because of. Mm-hmm. Casey Affleck in a sheet. It had to be hot. The funny thing was, is you know they, they they were totally secret. They didn't want you to see the design, right? So they cut like when when he went out of the building, they covered him in a in a, in a Casey Affleck mask. <laughs> I did like one thing. I did like to get serious. I did like how the sheet got all tattered or got uh, dirty. Yeah. as the movie went yeah. on, and it was like, yeah, he it was like he was getting weathered. It, like, yeah, but not as cool. dirty as you would think it would be, considering what it's been through. Right. Yeah. The fu- it went to the future. Yeah, and the and then the past. Yeah, and then the stars were moving around fast, and then yeah, he's walking around in the shit. He's get but yeah, so he did well. Yeah, yeah. I think it would be an, God. You can make so many movies in this saga. There's so many things that they don't show. Mm-hmm. I bet you there's a like the the warts and all version of a ghost story has some pretty embarrassing moments for him. Oh yeah, yeah. Like where he accidentally like kicks a frog. It's like oh great. The frog dies and comes back in a sheet, <laughs> a hopping sheet. Yeah, that'd be cute if it had like a, he had like a sidekick like that. Oh my god! Yeah, this is a better. This is a better movie you're hitting at. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then the frog um, shoots. Oh. Sh- it shoots a lot of eggs everywhere. <laughs> of course, because he killed a pregnant frog. <laughs> I thought maybe the frog could be a mus- musician as well. Okay. You know. All right. Where they, they can form a... Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh, God. Are they still around? I hope not. They're so bad. I think they probably are. No one quits. That's true. So what was your... I mean, what did you... What Was the movie what you thought it would be? No, I told you. I thought it was going to be... Seriously, I told you what I thought it was going to be. When did, when did it be stopping something what you thought it would be? Well, because so I knew... I knew he was it, sleeping on her? And the pie scene I knew about, you know, so yeah. I heard about it. So I, you know, I, I had I heard read like that it was like just she was like crazy during that scene. I was like, no, she's just great. Yeah, it's, it's it's strange, but it's, it's not as long as it, I thought no. it was. It's long though, but it works for me. Um, you know, when she starts to move out, I think that's kind of when I started to think, well, is he going to follow her? 
is he is he going to move with her? Yeah. And then he doesn't. I don't think she's going to come back. She's not coming back, obviously. So that's when it started to kind of throw me because I th- I really did think it was just going to be him and her the whole movie. So yeah, yeah. I thought I love it. Yeah, you do love it. I do love it. So it's, it's a strange movie that you, that this really affected you. It did. It's just not your typical. I mean, not well to, say to me. Honestly, it's it's. I think it's pretty visionary considering what it is, mm-hmm. and. It, it, I think I think its greatest gift is that it lulls you into thinking it's this really analog little idea that blows up, just right. becomes something so much more. And 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 the fact that they make you watch this weird syrupy movie with a guy in a sheet and it works, like you actually like there, how much dialogue is in this movie other than that soliloquy? That's what I'm saying. That's another thing that interests me is that you don't like that soliloquy, and that's like the centerpiece of. The well, film. no, it's not that I don't dislike. I mean, I, I, it's necessary to me in this movie. Okay, it's so, un- but the thing is, just like there's movies where there are difficult things to watch, mm-hmm. and that's intentional because it balances things out. But I don't have to like it. I don't have to you know like that that guy, the way his you know he's the kind of guy. I would leave a party because of, you know? Right. But, no, it's necessary for the movie, but it's not something you like. It's just like you're just like watching Joe Pesci get hit with a bat in Casino. I don't like that scene, but you have to grin and bear it. That's not true. <laughs> you do like that scene. <laughs> I don't like dirty people in their underwear falling into holes. That's not true. That's true. That's, you're right. So You know why I'm not blown away by people with the – who hasn't eaten a fucking whole pie in, in one city before? <laughs> While sniffling and sad, so what about that's so that, Tuesday for me? That's the thing too about this is that it's, and I'm sure some people would find you know a, a sheet walking around like a field and like in in in, in debris from a bulldozed house. It, it's ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. Like it could be like some people are going to watch this and obviously and say this is dumb. Yeah, but it's 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 not like to me like when when you watch it's not. It's 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 not ridiculous. It's moving. And no, and that's the thing too. I don't. But I, I mean, I, like you said, I, I think there's a lot of people that would watch this and say, "What the fuck? Like, I, why?" I you think know? it's definitely one of those movies that is a holds a mirror to you as a person because if you want to be cynical and and it's very easy to hate this film. Yeah. But I think okay, so we, neither of us is religious. We both have lost at least one parent. We've been through a lot of tough shit. I think this movie is kind of a. I don't know. It's, it kind of is like a salve of some sort in a way because it's it's an interesting, unique interpretation of that, you know. And it's sad, but it's also optimistic, and it's also kind of it's the silliness is part of the charm of it. I think. Yeah, no, I, that's why I think that balance is very interesting. And then you know, there's a scene that the one scene that moved me a lot in this, or moved me the most probably, is when he's sharing his song with her. Mm-hmm. Which is the song you don't like? Oh, but I love that scene. And then they cut to her in the future, on and she's laying on the ground, she's mm-hmm. on the ground listening to the song when he's gone. Yep. And then she's reaching back, and then he's there. Yeah. And like she's kind of. Um, and it mirrors a scene where she's in bed when he first dies, and he's trying to touch her, try to comfort her. Right. Yeah. And so that kind of that that kind of stuff in this. But the ending to me is the thing that's just that's amazing. When he gets the note, yeah, yeah, that's to me. That's that's why you watch the film. I mean, all, everything else is kind of, you know, it's it's an, some of it's an endurance test, but it's worth it when you reach in. But the funny thing is, so there's a buddy of mine who actually listens to the show. He owns a cigar shop in Tennessee. Tony, shout out, what's up? So he plays movies for his 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 guys at the shop, right? And you said he's got some. He's got interesting taste. Like he actually like, yeah, like they were playing Unsane last time I was there. Yeah, yeah, the Steven Soderbergh, yeah, shot on the iPhone movie. Yeah, yeah. but um. 
he made a tactical error and played this movie. Right. And so you got a bunch of like, you know, retired guys and former military guys and you know, this is in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. It's you know, you had a weird really diverse group of people out there, but you don't have a lot of film nerds, like hardcore film nerds there. It's like people right. that, you know, have lives. So it did not go over well. It did not they didn't make it to where the film gets good. And this isn't gonna sell them on you know, this isn't gonna sell them on seeing it but He should pop in the other ghost story. Peter Straub. Yeah, if you want to see a, twi- a Twizzling Dick. Yeah, yeah, that'll go over better. I mean, who doesn't... I mean, I don't know. Who doesn't need to see that? But I think it's one of those movies that's... It's a litmus test. A Twizzling. A yeah, Twizzling Dick. A Twizzling Dick. Yeah. It's red and tasty. Uh, I didn't. I think it's a litmus test, though. I think it's one of those movies that there's going to be a very... I would say 15% of the people that, in, that, that see it are going to connect with it. Mm. But... I think it's one of those films that people will kind of. Uh, well, you knew I'd you you, you knew I'd like it. I guess cause I you didn't. Kept, you kept pushing it on me. I, I I thought I thought you'd appreciate it, and I thought you'd appreciate that it kind of has the balls to go where it goes. Mm. And I think he's. I mean, it's actually not. I mean, there's some effects. There's some actual production value that he gets out of it. Mm. I think, and I think when we were scrolling through the credits, I saw the Weta mentioned, which is kind of cool. Can you imagine? True? Yeah. Can you imagine those guys are like, all right, so we got we got the Avengers here, we got this and that. Oh, we got we got to do a right. Yeah, we got to have a, you know Rooney Mara. Well, she's not in effect. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, Rooney needs to work more. I, think I like she works. Her and stuff. She works the exact right amount. You think so? I think so. Because she doesn't. She's in Guillermo's new movie. That makes sense. Nightmare Alley. Yeah, yeah. Is it my Nightmare Alley? Is that what I think called? that's what it's called. Um. Because she's, you know, she hasn't really done any sellout kind of roles. She's in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Let me let me rephrase that. She <laughs> fucked up. She's in that dog fuck. It's one of the worst. Oh yeah, my god, she is. It's trying her hardest. So, did you like it? I did. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Cool. It's very interesting. Because you were playing Tetris the whole time. I looked over your playing Tetris <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's let's do the work. Okay. Uh, if you were inter- interdimensionalized into the, the the narrative of a ghost story, what shape would your journey take? That's so funny. It's so funny you ask because we you're right. We just kind of did this when you put yourself at the bottom of the ocean, haunting it. <laughs> Not haunting it. Just seeing things I'd never get to see. No, you're haunting it. Okay, well, that'll be between me and the fish. But no, like, but you're in the narrative of the movie, so there's no underwater in the movie. Right. So, so we did get to do get our cake and eat it too. Not unlike mm-hmm. Rooney, right? Yeah. Um. Huh, interesting. What, who would? Yeah. What would you? Yeah. That. Well, who would you be? I'm just gonna ask you this every show. I'm gonna ask you to go first. All right. I'm a I'm a homeowner that uh-huh. buys the house between the Latin family and the uh, pretentious nerd. Um. And uh, I'm a I'm a single man, uh-huh. and I uh, I don't like the house. Right. I didn't buy. I didn't want it. Mm-hmm. But uh, sexually attracted to pianos. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a there's a, a permanent piano installed in this it's, place. It's, it's kind of a character in the in the story. It comes with the house. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't see it afterwards because I fuck it to pieces. I fuck that piano to pieces. I shatter it <laughs> night after night. Yeah, I, I'm like Gigi Allen. I got like dick scars and piano wire coming out of my butt. I do got, you 
And the ghost has to watch this? That's part of his journey? Hell yeah. Casey? Smearing shit all over the bench. Uh I am just... I am... I mean, think about Gigi Allen at his worst, Mm. and that's me on that piano. I don't even put furniture in this place. I'm constantly dry humping it, wet humping it, putting putting my butt into it. At one point, I'm, I'm actually holding the sustain pedal down with my dick doing a handstand. Yeah, well, yeah. that makes sense. And then and then I hear a fart, and then I realize that the ghost is there, and I leave. <laughs> you move out the it next answers day? Answers your question. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the character. You said you're in the middle. Of the, I'm the after. So the bulldozer happens, yeah. right? And uh, he demolishes the house. Then I move in. I'm the new... <laughs> You're the tenant living in the rubble? Yeah. So Casey is like, well, this is, you know, his ghost is like, it's in the middle of the rubble. Like, I can't believe the house is destroyed. Like, now what's going to happen? And then I, a moving truck backs up. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. I move in. I move in onto the debris. It's amazing. Yeah. You're... And so then... I just, I started hanging up posters <laughs> on the parts of the shattered wall on the floor. You know, Yeah. I got, um, uh, I don't. The piano is obviously not there. It's oh, it's there, but it's it's in it's in disrepair. Yeah, yeah. I uh, and it stinks like my insides. I start sniffing around. Yeah, you see that me was sniffing. A big, big mistake. Sniffing. I'm like, this is, must be where the bathroom was. You know. So I just but I start piano. I start using my sniffer to find out where the, all the different rooms were, where yeah. the kitchen was. Yeah. Yeah. I just set up shop. I'm moving onto the debris. So he has to actually haunt m- me. Yeah. Before it gets to the skyscraper and all that stuff, yeah, I lived there for ten years on the debris. <laughs> can I? Can I? Uh, you can ask questions. Can you name me Barney? Why? <laughs> Why? I mean, Barney. Just cause. Just tell me why. I can't get it. Debris to Barney debris. What? Rubble. Jesus. <laughs> can I? Welcome to third grade. So then. It starts to rain. What happens? What happens is... Umbrella. I'm good. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, how, what forces you out? This is not a good answer. What forces you out? Um, what forces me out? Coronavirus? <laughs> hey, topical. Um, what forces me out? It's I, not important. That's true. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be great if uh, you die. Mm. Probably do that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bruni Mare comes back to visit her old, as an 80-year-old. She comes back to visit. And Casey, I feel like he has this emotional, like he just, he's looking at, staring at her and she's back and she's, you know, kind of hunched over. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, her, she's in like an old station wagon and she's, she steps outside and go, go away, bitch. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You idiot. She's, I start chasing her. And she, she leaves the property. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking 80 year old, stupid, dumb. Can I ask you, let's deep, dig deep. What do you think the note said? That is a very good question. 
because she yeah she tucks that note in the wall and then she leaves a droplet of she's painting and she leaves the close up on that it. you were upset by that and she leaves like a little droplet of paint I was yeah. like open on dry like that mm. you gotta that's painting one oh one you need yeah, to she'd already closed in the house this was not important but you need to take some care smooth that droplet out you don't want yeah. to dry dry like that you gotta sand that down repaint well, I mean, that's why this movie called ain't ain't them bodies paints <laughs> so what do you think what do you I think the note said that she left in the wall mm-hmm. yeah I know what I think it said what huh what would it say well, poot <laughs> what do you think it says WWJD <laughs> <laughs> but wood was W-O-O-D so don't worry about it. um yeah um, so she's dead um all right you've been tattooed yes you gotta get something sweet on you yeah Something hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of options. Film's loaded with 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 allegory. I know what I have already. I already know mine. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. All right. You want to go first, though? No, go ahead. So I'm going to tattoo Casey Affleck, his whole head and lower torso over my body. Like, he's, he's sleeping on me, just over <laughs> half my chest. Yeah. So his head, like, up against my neck, have a little bit of his, his hair, his... His chin. Let's put his chin up, uh, kind of over my heart. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, down down to my tum. Yeah. That side, of, that his, you know, like arm and stuff. Like, so I have him sleeping on. I always have Casey sleeping on me. And that's cool because when you're tucked in, he's in his other character. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. And yeah, on the back, it could have the sheet, the sheet, the sheet version. Yeah. So front, a lot. Yeah, that's not bad. I like that. Thanks for the addition. Hey, you're not. You're I'll not, take you're it. Not, you're not bad. Um, full body Casey Affleck. It's not. It's like a half body. Yeah, it's not. They don't call that a sleeve, though, do they? Mm-mm. No. Um, I would get um the last good moment of that Pilgrim Girl. Yeah, yeah. when she's t- tucking the note under the rug. No, rock? no, that was that was after that. What do you think her note said? She because she she. She scrawls something on parchment paper and tucks it under that rock. She's. It said, "God bless Native Americans." How'd it work out? Um. So no. Um. I have a tattoo. Uh. On my on my uh, lower back, of her looking up, and you see the shadow of an arrow in midair, over her face. Oh my God. And I'll be a. I'll be, I'll be a. You know. I'll be a at the doctor and I'll be he'll be doing a checkup he goes oh you saw a ghost story <laughs> yeah it's kind of cool bond over that um alright so you're building an, another attraction uh for ghost story a ghost story in addition to the one that's already out there oh yeah yeah for sure um you gotta build something interesting so what would you do <sighs> do you know by the way the, the some trivia they have the same pie maker that did waitress that did this one did you know Mm-mm. yeah that's a nice. That's a nice zoom. Yeah, yeah. That 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 uh that man. That's is a man. Busy. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Shank Ruth did it. <laughs> no, his name is uh, Shell Tomlin, the pie maker. <laughs> okay. You've heard of him. I, follow I have. Him. I follow him on Twitter. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rooney unfollowed him. <laughs> so fucked up. She crushed him out. <laughs> what would I? What is it? A pie? Yeah, like this pie thing is—it's easy, right? Like it's like you kind of want to 
do something like that for your for your restaurant slash or amusement park. What would you do? Uh, I gotta go. I wish because I don't have. Um. All right. Um. I have a wax museum. Okay. Recreating various scenes from this film, and uh, the big twist is that you, they built an entire wax Casey Affleck under each sheet. Oh wow! In every room. Yeah. And then on two nights out of the year, mm-hmm. you don't know which two, the real Casey's there. So people just go to this fucking attraction every yeah, yeah. day in hopes of bumming into Casey. And um, He committed to this? Oh, yeah. Two yeah. days a year? Yeah. He, the problem is, is what they did not realize is that mm-hmm. he doesn't move under the sheet even when he's there. So it's a huge fucking Ponzi scheme. Because <laughs> even if he's there, you don't know. Because you're not allowed to interact with them, mm-hmm. and uh, they they had a huge upswing this year. Why? So they, he promised to do this, right? Yeah. And so people were two days a year, but they they added they didn't add one day a year. It's going to be Frank Whaley under there, and the crowd. Yeah, they fucking rioted. They <laughs> a thirty percent uptick in oh yeah yeah in crowd. Um, but. And then for Halloween, it has a Halloween theme. Sure. And then they also have a kickboxing theme. <laughs> All right. Um, what are you building? That's such. That's interesting. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, because I'm out. I don't have any ideas so far. Um. By the way, I, there's a there's a version. I see a version of me in the future, mm-hmm. um, agonizing over the edit of this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. And then there's a me watching myself in the corner because <laughs> it's taken three Earth Revolution lifetimes. <laughs> um. If you think about it, by the way, mm-hmm. he's not in this movie. He, I know he's under that sheet, and it, but it could be anybody. All right, right. I mean, he's. It could be. He, Casey's on. He's on screen. Like, I mean, if you add up his actual screen time in this, it's probably like about five minutes. No, it's more than that. But you, you can, it's not though. It's okay. not. It's not ten. Just the scene where he's on the slab is ten minutes. <laughs> but he's but he's covered up most of the time All in right. that slab. Okay, so it could be siege. Um, if you think about it, there's, there's brief Casey in this. <laughs> what? What? It's very brief Casey in this. <laughs> it's, it's, I said it after you talk about editing it. <laughs> so I'd have um have a uh, a service where you could um a service where you could get I guess just fitted for your own ghost sheet. That wouldn't be bad, right? Like right. 
And so it was like, you know how some places will have like custom sneakers, like you, you go yeah. in and get, they, they treat your feet right and they yeah. get you, they, they get you the sneaker yeah. that, um, uh, that really fits your foot. Yeah. And it just is going to help you, uh, you know, as a runner, as a, you know, in, in your life, it's going to help, it's going to cradle that foot. Yeah. It's the same service. It's like kind of a similar service to where they take measurements and they fit a ghost sheet to you. Yeah. Only catches you have to be dead <laughs> for the before they'll start doing it. But that that wouldn't be so bad, right? You get a, and then you can customize it, right? Well, get get little logos on it yeah. or truck nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just cutting to the, cutting right where where you're going. <laughs> Could get different patterns on it. You can get, I don't know, like uh, favorite tweets. Yeah, you know things like autographs. Like you know, people sign casts. They can yeah. sign your sheet. You can you get like what would you put on like a, a, a your customized sheet? I do the iHeartRadio logo. <laughs> Trying to get on their network. You know. Yeah. Oh, this will do it. Yeah. Let's get. They take submissions. Um, I think that would be good. Just kind of bumper sticker it up or something. Yeah, Just, yeah. yeah. Put favorite put favorite cereals. I put like a list of favorite cereals on the back. I'd have a, a, like a, a sign that said, "My other sheet is a Mercedes." Nice. Yeah. yeah. So let's let, end it this way, since I killed that. We have the <sighs> island still. So we haven't done the island. No. Well, what are your fa- some of your favorite movies with with ghosts in them? You know, like can you think? What's is this your favorite ghost movie? No, it can't be. I love ghost movies. I think you know a good one is Stir of Echoes. Yeah, I think that's yep. a good ghost yep. movie. A good that's ghost good. story. Um, Changeling, great. I never saw the Changeling. Um, Hocus Pocus? No, it's not. No, I, I, I don't think I got. It's so hard to think. Paranormal about. Activity? No. Is that a ghost in there? Is like a demon? It's like a, a poltergeist. Do you think this is in the in the paranormal activity world universe? No, it's like an offshoot. Did we ask Lowry? That'd be great, actually, if it's connected to like the Conjuring and shit like that, which is another great movie. Um, but that'd be great to ask him in an interview. Is like so, like this is this is set in the paranormal act, and he gets like incensed. Yeah, yeah, he's like, no. He's like, I wish. Yeah. What did you think of that Paranormal Activity movie? I didn't see any of them. You didn't see the first? No, I didn't see any of them. Did I miss something? Isn't it all like baby cam footage or something? <sighs> kind of. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, it's a lot of different camera work. That whole that the the that seer that that world of of filmmaking pisses me out. The the um, found, the found footage. footage, but also these guys that are they get one idea and like the purge. It's like mm-hmm. one idea. I can't watch that shit. I can't do it. I'm missing out. <laughs> so you're on an island. Mm-hmm. You've collected a ton of debris over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's packed out, but you've got you know plenty of room. So what are you going to take from David Lowry's ghost a ghost story to commemorate the film? And to help you along your way, because you're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 
Mm. There's a lot of shit out there. Some good stuff. There is. I'd take that. Honestly, I'd take that neighbor ghost. <laughs> you know? So you could subtitle with it from time to time? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. First of all, that ghost is very sweet. Yeah. And very lost. Yeah. And very confused by its new reality. Yeah. His or hers. And I would say, hey, I'm the one that you're trying to remember. Let's go. Let's move on in here. You can just ghost up this island. Yeah. And uh, we'd pal around maybe. Although I couldn't see it, right? I I don't know. I guess maybe if you've claimed it. If I claimed it, then I could see it? Maybe so. Can you butt fuck a sheeted ghost? (laughs) Asking for a friend. Um, That's why I was... I know. I'm not saying you're going to pleasure it. (laughs) Well, now I'm taking offense. (laughs) Um. (laughs) There was offense in the movie. (laughs) But I I think that it would would be nice to have a, a friend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. Um, the but, neighbor ghost. But where, did, where would it be? Though? The thing is, because they're not—he's not able to like just roam. You'd have to have him in a spot. Yeah. Not Which actually is kind of cool. Have him chained up to a <laughs> coconut tree or something. You know, don't <laughs> don't get too excited. A captured ghost. <laughs> yeah, don't get too excited. <laughs> You're free, but not really. Okay. Yeah. And I put a magazine just out of reach. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I torture that ghost. No. I would, uh, that's what, I'd like a companion like that. But then I'd realize the error of my ways. I had, I've invited a, like a specter to the island and I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. What did I do? You brought a haunter. I made a mistake. Yeah. I thought it would, I would be sweet, but I really just, every night I'm like waking up terrified because there's a ghost island for real. Well, whenever you're within its, its range, it's, it's staring at you too. That's another weird thing. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I should have. I made a mistake. I should have brought that turtle nightlight. <laughs> I brought the ghost. I can't up. go back. <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm, I'm gonna. Can I jump off to my death off the island and then go back in time and nope. so just so I can take the turtle nightlight instead? <laughs> nope. Damn it. All right. What about you? I take the turtle nightlight. God damn it. <laughs> of course. And I chain it to a coconut tree. <laughs> <laughs> well. We should have had a. We should have tried to pull some strings and get David Lowry on the show. <laughs> Talk about his a movie that was obviously very personal to him, personal and like written from the heart. And then we're asking him about like what kind of what what a ghost's fart smells like. First question, David: Fart and ghost. <laughs> and then uh, we got mad, and uh, well. I'll take that as a, you didn't think of it. You yeah. Know, I'll take that as you didn't think of it. And then it. the other thing I'd do is I'd say, David, um, the scene where she eats the creme brulee. Um, <laughs> he's like, uh, uh, it was pie. I was like, that's what you think. I mean, everybody interprets films differently. Mm. Um, also, why was she wearing armor? You know, it's like, just fuck with him. Just fuck with David Lowry. Like, why after after Casey's character recovered, why did he never take the sheet off? I don't understand. <laughs> was he ashamed? Of How his, did he get into a death accident right in front of the house? Yeah, that was odd that it was conveniently in front of the house. I wonder why, what they were, what that was about, why it was right in front of the house. What if he killed himself? I didn't, though. No. 
So they were arguing about moving. That yeah. was the that was the thing. Yeah. He didn't want to leave that house. Guess who won the argument? <clears throat> and wonder if he didn't want to leave the house because, in a way, he knew he was haunting it. See, that's why I think there's an interesting mythology at play. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a little snake eating its tail thing. I like it. Did you like the Dan Aykroyd cameo, or was it <laughs> too much? I thought it was right on. Yeah, that'd be great. Right at the end, they add credits that he starts to puff out of existence, and they just put it in like one of those Ghostbuster traps. Not so fast, or like just the sound of a kazoo and his ghost deflates. And they lift up the sheet, and there's all the panties of all the people that have lived in the house. He's been hoarding. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Let's see what some people did. You read the reviews? Like it it had like an eighty something on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Did it really? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the people that are writing reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, though. I know. I'm talking about IMDb. That's when you always get the real stuff, I think. Or on Amazon, yeah. Uh, one out of ten. Oh, dear Lord, a most awful ghost bore. Huh. That's what Jody the Pig was. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it on IMDb, but then there are... Um, Yeah, a lot of people don't like it, but then somebody said a mind alternately realistic depiction of human life. And the user D Lowry seventy four. Enough to make you think you have died. Do not bother. Did you have that feeling when you watched this? No. I have to admit. You thought you died? Yeah. Scared. <laughs> Dead and forty thousand strong. Watch a cloud die down below. See you.